We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930. WBEN final hour. So good to be with you. Just want to give you a little update. Um, It's not what we're talking about. Don't get too excited. Um, But I don't know if you've heard, they have adjourned, adjourned, adjourned um, Congress until 10 p.m. tonight because everyone was wondering, hmm, what am I going to watch on TV tonight? And now we've been given uh, late night Congress. Uh, It'll be on... um, It'll be on your favorite cable news station till midnight, and then it will go to a uncensored form so you can hear all the cursing uh, after midnight. No, I, I, I don't know. But they've adjourned till 10 o'clock. Um, you know, that must be nice. I'm adjourning this show until 2 o'clock on Monday. We're just going to not have this hour, which a lot of people would probably say, Joe, that sounds like a great idea. Um, however, whatever happens in Congress tonight, tomorrow... Um, we'll be talking about it on Hardline Sunday. Uh, yes, live Hardline. And as I said, thanks a lot to those on the floor of Congress. Now I have to rush to the Bills game. Uh, usually, not to give anything away, when the Bills are home, I usually record the final segment and go to the stadium. Now I'm going to have to really get there quickly uh, because it was difficult to record a segment for Hardline uh, when they haven't had anything uh have anything uh, decided. Anyway, this weekend on Hardline, we will hear from two people on the floor of Congress. Uh, now, remember, there's no current members of Congress because no one's been uh, sworn in. So, uh, Representative-elect Brian Higgins and Representative-elect um, uh, Claudia Tenney will be guests on Hardline This weekend, Uh, Congressman Higgins will join us at 10. Congresswoman Tenney will join us at 1030 and give us their perspective of what we've seen play out on the floor of Congress. Again, maybe we have a decision by Sunday, maybe not. Um, Whatever decision or not, they will both be on hardline. So you get a perspective from the left side of the aisle and a perspective from the right side of the aisle. Um, You know, I always try to do that for you on Hardline this weekend, 10 o'clock on WBEN. All right, we heard from uh, Council Member Mitch Nowakowski earlier today on BMAS and Beamer, and he was uh, talking about a panel he has proposed 
to the city of Buffalo and to the Common Council. Uh, I want to play a bit of that interview and then ask you, what would you like to see come out of things like this panel? What would you like to see come out of things like the New York University study? What, what would you like to see the focus of? And what lessons can we take away from the blizzard of 22? So let me play part of that interview from earlier today. And then I uh, would welcome your calls at 803-0930. Again, this is Mitch Nowakowski from BMAS and Beamer. There's still a lot to talk about when it comes to the response to the blizzard over Christmas. And so uh, to begin this morning, we're joined by Buffalo Common Council member uh, for the Fillmore District, Mitch Nowakowski who is calling for the creation of a panel to address questions and concerns regarding the response to the blizzard. Mitch, thank you for being on with us this morning. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing pretty good today. And uh, I'm glad that you guys were able to, to invite me on. And I think it's important what I've been telling a lot of folks lately is you go through situations in life and it's incumbent upon all of us to be able to uh, look, you know, after that situation happened, kind of look inward and see what we can do better um, as a city. And especially when we're dealing with something so serious as, you know, a blizzard and emergency response. Of course, you know, the city of Buffalo and the mayor did everything, you know, they could, especially you know, also council members could during, you know, really Mother Nature, uh, you know, lending us a catastrophe, doing the best we could. But I think it's incumbent upon all of us to really look inward and, and, to, and to answer questions and, and to see how we can do better moving forward. What, what uh, do you see as the most pressing questions going into this? I think the first thing is that I'm very focused on is really the emergency manager position. I co-sponsored a resolution with my uh, colleague, Chris Gallen, uh, to see where we could you know, better develop uh, an emergency response because when you're talking about, especially with my district, you know, I'm, I'm having, you know, warming shelters. So the one warming shelter that was in my district uh, when residents were able to go in wasn't outfitted with an out, uh, with a second generator. So it had, it had lost power. So that's, you know, addressing that's really important. And also there's the 311 call and operation center, which was not outfitted to be able to respond to the blizzard uh, throughout the duration. And, you know, a lot of folks in my seniors in my district, when, dealing with something so serious they really need a live person to talk to and the appropriate person at during an emergency is it 911 or 858 snow uh, which had gotten uh, 858 snow had gotten uh, 21,000 calls so I believe that 311 was activated during the emergency response a lot of those calls could have went to 311 it could have addressed a lot of uh, you know non-emergency needs and, and, and folks give folks updates uh, throughout the duration of the storm. Uh, that point kind of hits at maybe something that could have been done before the storm. And, and there's, you know, really two facets to this, Mitch, and that is the preparation and then the response. And, and after the blizzard hit, it was the snow removal, right, that was uh, really everybody's focus and got criticism from the county executive, uh, you know, from others on you know, what you do in terms of snow removal and the cleanup process in the city. I'm wondering, as you look at this, in your mind, where do you think the biggest deficiency was? Was it in that response, the snow removal, or was it in preparation in advance of the blizzard? You know, that's a really complex question after I've been really looking inward on this. I would say that the first thing is, first is, really that coordination because 
when you're talking about such a severe blizzard, there's no way that the city of Buffalo can respond just by itself. You have to have mutual aid between state and county. But being able to get all those municipalities together to say, okay, what resources do I need deployed when? What trucks? Because a lot of folks are talking, and I'm talking to them on the street, is you can't just send one just regular plow down the street in the city of Buffalo. We have narrow one-way streets. We have uh, oftentimes like in Allentown or in the Lower West Side where we have those dense neighborhoods. You can't just put and build a, you know, a six-foot-high snowbank at the end of a street. So you really have to have that kind of you know, mutual response to be able to know what to order, when, when to deploy it. And just think about when the National Guard came in, you know, if we were able to have an emergency manager who had a plan of where to deploy the National Guard, you know, it, are they deploying them to warming shelters? Where are those warming shelters? Are they deploying generators, food? So I think a more coordinated response would have made, uh, you know, that much more efficient uh, reaction to the storm, not only during, but after. Mitch, with this emergency manager position, would this be someone who's already in government who would be appointed this, or are you looking to bring someone new in? I really want someone new in that's autonomous to do it. And when you think about it, the town of Hamburg and the town of Amherst, and I even believe like that the, the town of Newstead, has a full-time emergency manager. So as the second largest city in uh, the state of New York, we really should have someone full-time that's coordinating these responses who's preparing city departments, coming up with a coordinated plan. And think about it, you know, they could also, you know, work with you know, the newest, latest uh, training and technology to uh, not only train our staff in police and fire for search and rescue. There's always new equipment. There's always new way of, of trainings and doing things. And, and we really should stay on top of it and, and, and strive to, uh, to have the best response possible. I, you know, when I look at this, um, you, you know, the idea of response versus preparation, and I think about the cleanup, and we had talked about this on this show before, that I really struggle to see where the improvements can, you know, reasonably be made in the city of Buffalo. There's no magic wand to melt away the snow or to haul away the snow. You know, we're, we're looking at these images of a long line of huge dump trucks all filled to the brim with snow, you know, traveling like a Macy's Day parade down the street to dump it somewhere. And you can only really move as fast as you can move at the end of the day. Um, I know that, you know, what you're proposing here would maybe go into greater depth than looking for an answer. But where, what do you think about that? I, I mean, is there a good answer for how the city can do better in snow removal? Or when there is a big storm like this, is it just destined to be gridlocked for a couple days? You know, that's something that I think a lot of lawmakers are grappling with. And as somebody that's, you know, kind of a young buck that's trying to come up with answers and, and try to see, you know, ways of how to do better. You know, I'm glad you brought up the complexity, you know, in snow removal versus the city versus the suburb. You know, a lot of folks don't have driveways. They park on the street. You can't just rip a plow down somewhere and move the snow. And also when you're thinking about it, there was about a little over between 400 and 500 abandoned vehicles. And what I was telling folks is, look, when, when that vehicle is abandoned, somebody has to move it. So when I'm thinking about, you know, whenever we have to move a car, you know, growing up, it takes three people. You got to have one person move it. You got to have one person hook up to a machine. Now multiply that times 450 times of cars that are bottlenecking streets. So a strong approach um, to address, you know, during a driving ban and making sure that we have proper alerts to get folks off the road because 
they have real-life consequences in the response to plowing. And I think when I was taking a lot of calls, I was trying to explain, you know, uh, right around the corner uh, from my house on Virginia Street, I had two cars that bottlenecked and paralyzed my street for a really long time because I couldn't even have uh, vehicles go down to move them. And if I can't move those vehicles, I can't plow those streets and I can't respond to emergencies. That was Mitch Nowakowski uh, earlier. The entire interview is available at WBEN.com and on the Odyssey app. What do you think? What do you want to see as a result of the studies uh, into the response to the blizzard of 22? 803-0930. Star 930 is the number to get on. What would you like to see as a result of now a study and a panel, uh, well, uh, most likely a panel, into the response of the blizzard. And I'll bring this back as well. Uh, the, excuse me, the uh, your lessons learned from the blizzard, 803-0930, star 930. As you heard in that interview, uh, Council Member Nowakowski would like to explore the uh, possibility of an emergency manager position. And as I asked him, would that be someone who's already in government or would that be a new position? He said he would like that to be a new position. Uh, an operation, emergency operations center. Warming shelters. And, and warming shelters, I remember that coming up here when I filled in for Tom a week or two ago. And we had callers calling in talking about why not opening more schools as warming shelters. When these warnings come in, come in when a blizzard warning comes in. Can't we have more schools opened as warming shelters? And uh, the council member asked him that question in the interview as well. Uh, It seems to be something he would also like this panel to look into. And I also want to know, you know, what – let me rephrase that. I didn't say anything. Let me rephrase my stuttering. Um, (laughs) What I meant to say was – that also goes on us, right, and how we take in the warning and how that is communicated. Because as I said to Brian, you know, the show I did the Thursday before the storm, and I was telling people, hey, take this seriously, get home. But I was saying, I, I understand. I'm not saying it's right. I understand having that mentality of, well, we're from Buffalo. It's just a little snow. And, you know, and, and we tried. I, I, We had the National Weather Service, Andy Parker, all saying this isn't your average snowfall. That, that's not what this is. But, you know, when you have, and I think Andy Parker addressed this, when you have all these warnings for storms that, you know, don't have the magnitude of that blizzard, then people are going to say, well, I mean, how bad is this really going to be? And there's got to be a better way, I think, to get to people. Again, we talked about the storm two days leading up to the storm. But as I said after the storm, most people don't watch the news all the time, right? I mean, we have a lot of listeners here at WBEN, but most people don't follow the news all day, every day. They don't. How do we reach them? How do we reach the people who aren't listening to the news, who aren't watching the news, who don't follow it as closely? Uh, And and that's something that this uh, panel and I believe the New York uh, University study will look into. And then obviously, how do we... How do we get to people? How do we get people? Uh, how do we go? How do we have a plan in place to not go three or four days without electricity? And then obviously in the city, the big question is going to also be with plowing. I mean, we had calls here three days after the storm with people whose streets were, were impassable. They still could not get off their street. 
There's got to be something looked into that. There's got to be a better way to handle uh, handle that. So 803-0930, star 930, what are things you would like to see as a result of this? And now this panel that the council members bringing up would have members of the city, county, state, and federal governments on this panel. So you would have that input from all over the place. Because let's be honest, I know we have divisive politics. We talked about it in the first hour. Uh, but during a storm, we don't really need one leader telling the other leader uh, that they're not getting the job done. I mean, that is just, number one, it's immature. And number two, it, it's not productive. It's not what people want to hear when they're stuck at home, when they're stuck in their car. They don't want to hear politician politicians bickering back and forth. It's the last thing they want to hear. Now, I don't know if we need a panel or a study to say that. I think we need people to say, let's grow up. Let's be adults. 803-0930, star 930 is your uh, number to get on. It's also your Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board number. What would you like to see as a result to the study and to the panel? How would you like to see the response changed, improved for the next time? And there will be. We live in Buffalo, New York. There will be another blizzard. There will be another seven feet of snow. I know we didn't get seven feet in this blizzard, but you get, you get what I say. There will be another snowstorm. Can't, we, we can't just sit by and say, oh, well, hey, we'll be ready next time. What do we need to focus on? What do we need our elected leaders focusing on? And what would you like to see as a result of this study in this panel? 803-0930, star 930. It's Beamer in for Bowerly. One segment to go. Looking forward to talking with you as we get into the weekend on News Radio 930. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through... 
you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. WBEN. Here on News Radio 930 WBEN, obviously keeping a um, keeping an eye on the situation in Depew, and as soon as we know more, we will bring that to you live here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Um, I, I want to say before we get back to the topic, just a few a few things. Um, did you see the story? And you know, I I, I have to bring it up. And I know someone's going to text in. Well, thanks a lot. Um, you talk about this all the time, but uh, some bad news from my former employer, Bed Bath and Beyond. And you know, I, I really we talk about studying, um, you know, uh, economics and and you know, studying how this happened, how that happened. I would really like to know. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, it would be worth looking into how a brand as iconic as Bed Bath & Beyond could fall apart. Now, to be fair, nothing's happened yet. Um, they have said that they're struggling to stay in business. They've warned of bankruptcy. Nothing's happened yet. But it really makes you wonder how a company so big, and when I worked there, you know, they bragged about, and again, I have nothing against the company, nothing at all against the company. I Retail wasn't for me. I have a lot of respect for people who work retail. It's a very demanding job. Um, you know, I, 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 I loved the people I worked with. I worked with some awesome people. Um, so it's nothing against the company and nothing against the people I worked with. I, I just, I don't, I don't think I have the patience for, for retail. And like I said, I have a lot of respect for people who, who do work retail. Um, it's a very demanding job. Um, but you look at a brand that's so big, you know, when I was there, they would talk about how they don't take, you know, I, I, if I might be getting this wrong, but I, I, if I remember correctly, they would talk about how they didn't take loans out to, to buy buildings, right? They would buy their stores with, with cash on hand. And, you know, I mean, it, everyone knows Bed Bath & Beyond. 
it, it's just truly amazing how quickly things have kind of fallen apart for that company. Now, I worked at two locations. I worked at the one here on the boulevard and then was transferred to the one in Chittawaga. Now, that one's closed. That one has since, um, has since closed, and that was the first one in western New York. Um, it, it's just, it's really interesting, and it, it's something that, you know, I, I kind of, I, I, like I'm a nerd with media. I'm kind of a nerd with this retail stuff, and it's something that I'm, you know, looking into and just really, it, it's really, again, it's very interesting how a store that has such recognition. You're not running into anyone who doesn't know Bed Bath & Beyond. You know what I mean? No one's going to say, wait, wait, what are you talking about? Everyone knows Bed Bath & Beyond. Some people confuse it with Bath & Body Works. But everyone knows Bed Bath & Beyond. I think it's very interesting how quickly it's fallen apart. You know, and what was the reason for it? Was it because of the Targets and the Walmarts, the Home Goods? that TJ Maxx has successfully rolled out. Is that what brought Bed Bath & Beyond down? Was it online um, added into that? I don't know. I, I, I think that probably played a part. You know, but everyone would get their 20% coupons in the mail and they would rush to the store. That seems to not be the thing anymore. You know, I, I see a lot of those coupons in the trash. But it, it's, I, I will say this, it is sad. Because, like, uh, like I said, I, I enjoyed working there. I didn't like the job, but I enjoyed the people. I'm very fortunate uh, that I was able to come back here and that they, they offered me a job back here. Um, but I had nothing, nothing against Bed Bath & Beyond. I want to make that very clear. Nothing against it. And um, I worked with some really, really good people um, there. But it, it's sad to see something like that fall apart. And again, it, it's not just Bed Bath & Beyond, the corporate store. It's sad to see the jobs go away. You know, I mean, we, we talk about how easy online shopping is, but, you know, you, you, you lose these stores, people lose jobs. And if I may for a second, I think that might be part of the problem a store like Bed Bath & Beyond has started to fail. And that's because it used to be you'd go to Bed Bath & Beyond and you'd be able to get help on the floor. It would always be, when I started there, it was two people to a side of the store, someone in front, and then you had a few people in back uh, receiving packages. By the time I left, you'd be lucky if you had one person, one person on each side of the store. You know, they were cutting hours, cutting hours. People were getting upset. And if I'm going to a store and I can't get help, well, then I'm just going to go somewhere and get it cheaper. And I think that's a lot of people's mindset. Hey, John in Lockport used to be a vendor for Bed Bath & Beyond. John, what do you think of this news? I think you nailed it. Um, I was a vendor from 98 until about 13 or 14. And um, our business was predicated back in the day. And it's a company here in Lockport that made their store fixturing. You're very familiar, Joe, with the white grid shelving, correct? Yes, yes. Yep, that was made in Lockport. They were my account. I didn't have the four stores. I was more domestic than local. And uh, once brick and mortar started sliding, the 08 recession hurt them really, really badly in terms of um, uh, market share. And when, when that recession came, it hurt them a lot because of their, their business model. Then add on to that, um, a few years later, it was very tough to um, compete against the, the new up-and-coming internet stores. Um, TJ Maxx had something to do with it, but just online shopping caught on. And combine those two together with recession and online shopping, 
Um, and then, of course, they had a tough time getting help after COVID, which is just three years ago. But all those things combined added on to their demise. They were the darlings in, in 2000, 2003, 4, and 5. Unbelievable how strong they were. It's a, it's a crazy story. It, it really is. I mean, they ran linens and things out of business, and now they are going to have the same, uh, the same demise linens and things had. Exactly. And they bragged quite a bit to us as vendors about their ability to uh, be loan-free, interest-free, keeping their prices down. They hammered us on cost, hammered us on installation, hammered us on timeframes. And if you missed one of their openings, um, I remember the one that was one in Erie, Pennsylvania. We were, I think, 12 hours late due to shipping, and they vilified us and kept us out at bay for about six months because of that. They were just – they would strong-arm you. They were very good business people. But they were very, very, very tough to be a vendor for. That was their one thing. Like, they didn't have to take loans. They had so much cash on hand. I remember that when they opened the Niagara Falls store, that quickly failed. Um, yes. You know, and it seems like after that, they've, uh, they've kind of been on the, uh, on the downward. It is kind of sad, though, right, John? I mean, you, you, this fixture of, of retail in America, you know, it, it's probably not going to be here in five years. I would agree, and that led to, prior to that, the demise of the plaza, the strip plaza, now the malls. And, and what Bed Bath anchored many, many malls across America, many malls. They had, I think, at their apex, almost 1,100 locations, and they were the centerpiece in a lot of the stores. Look at each of those malls. That's a, a obvious choice right there. Now that's gone downhill. So it's all kind of in sync what's been going on with them. Yeah, you know, you look at that in the one at the McKinley Mall. I mean, if they move out... Yeah. If they move out, those are going to be empty buildings. The only one that might find a, a replacement pretty quickly would be in the plaza by the boulevard because it seems anything that left the mall is now in that plaza. Correct. I would agree. Joe, as an aside, let me ask you just a quick question, if I could. How did you find that shelving, that wire shelving, its functionality and its ease of install? How did you find that as, a, as an employee there? Well, that was part of when we, when we would go to orientation, we would be shown because uh, my first job there was doing overnight, um, overnight setup. So my whole setup was right. moving the store around when they had uh, new, uh, new displays coming in. Right, right. Did you, was it easy to use as an employer or did you grumble about it back in the day? Uh, you know, it depended on the day, John. Um, but I would say, okay. I'd say that was a lot easier than some of the, um, the uh, as I would call it, top stock shelving that I'd have to deal with. Yes, for sure. For sure. So when I was brought on there, just like I say in 98, um, when I saw that shelving, Bed Bath & Beyond at the time was, was 86% of the company in Lockport's uh, total revenue. And they felt that if Bed Bath went south, their company would go south. They brought me on to acquire new business, which we did. But um, eventually, we thought they would. We thought they would never go away. We thought they would never go away. And here we are. Oh, John. I mean, I, I hope my boss doesn't get mad at me for saying this. But when I came back to WBEN, I told myself. Remember, I came back as just a as just a producer. I, I didn't think I'd ever get airtime. I said, well, if this doesn't work, I always have Bed Bath and Beyond to fall back on. I mean, that's I, I just I always thought it would be there. Yeah, that was the bread and butter for many companies, one here and one in northeast Pennsylvania, which is near Erie. It was their bed bath it was their bread and butter for a long, long time. They did very well with them. What's uh what's that company do now? Not not with uh, Bed Bath anymore. Um, well, the company was in Lockport. It's called Wirewell. It was sold to the, one of their vendors, who was their, their powder coaters. Now they're based out of uh, northeast PA, again, close to the New York State border here by Erie. 
And I don't know. I left them in 13 or 14. It's, you know, eight or nine years, 10 years ago. Um, I don't know. They're still doing business, but not what they were before. That's awesome. Hey, John, I really appreciate the story. I um, appreciate the call. I hope you have a great weekend. Go Bills. Thanks. Go Bills. Go number three. That's right, for sure. John in Lockport opens a line for you, 803-0930. I, I didn't mean to get into a, a topic with this, but it, we're, we're getting texts. We've got calls. I um, It, it is sad. You know, I mean, that is. You know, it's kind of like seeing Toys R Us go all over again. Now, Josh, you're probably too young uh, for Toys R Us, but for me, I mean, my childhood was Toys R Us. No, no, I'm not too young for Toys okay. R Us. Okay. I mean, Toys R Us and Discovery Zone was everything in the 90s. Um, and sometimes when you lived in Hornell, New York, uh, my parents would, we would do DZ and Toys R Us trips. I don't know why my parents took me to Toys R Us because everything was, no, you can't get that. I mean, it was just like, you know, they were just teasing me for 30 minutes. Um, but you know, now Discovery Zone has been gone for 20 years. Um, Toys R Us is gone, you know, and now with Bed Bath & Beyond gone. And like John said, you have so many malls in America that are anchored by Bed Bath & Beyond. And look at malls in America. Some of them, Bed Bath & Beyond is the only remaining anchor. So, number one, that doesn't help Bed Bath & Beyond because there's no foot traffic at a mall that's only got one anchor. And maybe if you only have one anchor, you probably don't have many stores inside. You might have a lot of anchors and not have a lot of stores inside. Look down the street. Um, and, but number two... If, if Bed Bath Meal goes under, I mean, that is it for those malls, you know? And, and I talk about watching all these dead mall videos on YouTube. I mean, there a lot of them are a Bed Bath & Beyond away from having nothing. It's uh, it's sad. I mean, the, the, the retail in America, and again, I, I realize it, you know? As much as I say, hey, go out there and, and you know, and support local business and support jobs and, you know, going to Bed Bath & Beyond, you're supporting those jobs, keeping those jobs there, or going to any brick-and-mortar store. However, these companies got to have to help themselves as well. If you don't have the help on the floor, the big, the big draw of going to a place is not only seeing the product, but being able to talk to someone to help you find something you know, that you might not be able to find online. Well, that helps not on the floor. If there's no one there to help you, if you go to a store like Bed Bath & Beyond, you say, oh, I want this, but you have it up there on, in top stock, and there's, you know, oh, yeah, you know, give me 20 minutes, well, then you are gonna you're you're pushing business away. So as much as it might be Amazon, Home Goods, Target, Walmart, it also falls on these companies who, you know, are trying to save money real quick and cut hours. Well, again, I think you're just making the problem worse. And if I don't if I walk into a store, now, most of the time I walk into a store, I don't need anyone's help. But it's nice to know they're there if I do need them. 8030930 star930 if uh if you have a comment on this uh because you know every now and then i get a story like this and, and i i mean to just mention it and it turns into a segment <laughs> you know another thing that got me about this article uh with bed bath and beyond was that their credit was was cut because of you know inflation uh and uh, if you want to call it a recession or not what you know the, the economic times we we've been going through that some of their stores couldn't even fully stock shelves for the holiday season. I mean, that was part of the article I was reading earlier. It, it, it's 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 amazing, and I I know for you know a lot of you are saying, Joe, you're just noticing this. You know, you you can probably mention a ton of businesses that you thought were that you thought were staples, and you know, just went away. Oh, it seems like overnight. You know, uh, Sears, Toys R Us, Kmart. Um, now. 
Kmart and Sears, there are still actually locations, but I think under 50 locations of each. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, as of right now, still, you know, business as usual. Uh, But the fact that they said bankruptcy could come any day and, um, again, just a a retail staple. Uh, And now the big thing is, you know, everyone's talking about this. When can I use my 20% coupons? Uh, according to the fi- uh, to um, sources, if Bed Bath & Beyond were to file for bankruptcy, uh, the retailer might honor 20% coupons for a 30-day period. So just, uh, just so you know, if you got those 20% coupons, and, and I think that was another thing. You know, I, talk about a business that just thought they could, you know, uh, that no one could ever bring them down. They started honoring other stores' coupons. And they would, you know, they, they accepted expired coupons and all this stuff. Like, it's a good idea to get people in the door. But eventually, like, when you're on top, you don't need to be accepting linens and things coupons from, you know, a store that went out of business 10 years ago at the time. So it, it's, it's sad, you know, and I think, I think you see this with a ton of businesses, right? They, they think they can do no wrong. Blockbuster. You know, Blockbuster had an offer to buy Netflix. And Blockbuster said no. You know what I mean? And now look, Netflix is on top of the world. Blockbuster went out of business. I think it's just examples like that. Um, KB Toys is another one. As a kid, I never thought, KB Toys? We're in the mall. I'm going to a KB Toys. They cease to exist. They're out of business. Circuit City. I always thought Circuit City was better than Best Buy. They're out of business. It's just really sad. Um, again, places that are staples. And, and what do they leave? They leave empty real estate. You know, you look at the plaza behind the Galleria Mall, where Bed Bath & Beyond used to be. I mean, beside Marshall's and Sam's Club, and I think 99 Cent City is still there, the plaza's empty. Famous footwear's gone. Oh, Kirkland's is still there. It's an empty plaza. You know, and as these stores continue to, to suffer, the one thing I always talk about, we've done shows on this, is you're going to have complete plazas just empty. And I think it's really sad. And again, uh, you can sit, you know, I'm sure people are going to sit here and blame online shopping, but I think some of the stores did the damage to themselves. Again, cutting hours. If you're fighting online shopping, the, there's two things you don't do. Cut the help on the floor that brings people into the store. And when you don't have an item, push people to your app. It's the most ridiculous thing. Oh, we're not making any money. Everyone's buying stuff online. Well, yeah, because in your entire store, there's huge signs that say, can't find it here. Go to our website. Or in Bed Bath & Beyond's instance, they literally took you to a computer to order stuff off their website. I mean, when you're pushing people to online shop, you have people saying, why did I even come here? Why did I even get in the car and drive here? It's sad. It's sad. Like I said, I have nothing against the company. They employed me for over five years. Um, I was not good in retail. Uh, again, it's a very demanding job, but I'm thankful. I, I met some really cool people, uh, and I worked for some really great people. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it just it, it, Retail wasn't for me, and uh, it, it, it's sad to see them um, uh, starting to fail like this. Uh, we'll be back here. Oh, Radio Shack is another one that we forgot to, to mention. Radio Shack is a place never thought would close. Always had cool gadgets. And they were out of business pretty quickly, by the way. Uh, We'll be back here. Tom will be back here on Monday. I will be back here Sunday. Hardline, uh, Congressman Brian Higgins, 
Congresswoman Claudia Tenney among my guests. And then we'll be back Monday. Uh, Tom will be back here at 2. I'll be back on BMAS and Beamer. We'll see you then. Have a great weekend. Our thoughts and prayers are still with Damar Hamlin. Our thoughts and prayers are with John Murphy and his family. Go Bills. We'll see you on Sunday here on WBEN. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.